Good morning, good morning, good morning. <clears throat> this is your host, Dude, here at the Quality of Time cast. Brought to you by Humble Dudes on all social platforms. Instagram, Humble Dudes. One, Twitter, Dudes Humble. Facebook, Humble Dudes, apostrophe S. Follow us on all platforms. We're also on YouTube as well. Go through, uh, you know, like, share, uh, interact with our content. Uh, stream as much as possible. Uh, we're trying to put, uh, you know, great energy out in the world. But, <clears throat> you know, we're here to, uh, you know, talk about some of these topics. Uh, I added to the segment a word of the day. Uh, this is something I learned from, uh, you know, my years in college. The University of Georgia did a great job with uh, teaching us, you know, certain life skills and things to help us become better individuals. Uh, once we entered the program, uh, that was one of the things that, uh, you know, kind of intrigued me about the University of Georgia. Uh, it wasn't just a top tier athletic program uh, that competed for a championship every year over the competitive, uh, competitive, in a competitive situation every year in the SEC. Uh, they also had, you know, the amenities and the things around. Uh, the program to help the athlete grow once we came in. Most of those athletes, if you know anything about college sports, uh, most of those athletes that receive a lot of those uh, scholarships are from low-income areas. Uh, you know, don't have many resources, uh, and you know, pretty much, uh, you know, you're coming to something new. So you know, you're seeing something new, and the University of Georgia recognized that, and they had a lot of programs there. Too many to name, uh, but I was a part of a lot of them that uh, helped me that, that uh, to be honest, that was one of the reasons that, you know, I, I, I chose the school pretty much, you know what I'm saying? Again, I said I asked a lot of questions through my process and uh, that was one of the things that stuck out to me amongst other things, but we're gonna get to this word of the day. Uh, the word of the day is success. Uh, it's a very, uh, you know, basic word, but you know, again, I don't know who's listening to the podcast. You know, it may be some young kids, uh, maybe some, uh, you know, some young adults that's looking for some direction. So, you know, I, I try to add some things in there that, that can give those uh, new listeners some direction. But success is success. The definition of success is favorable outcome, prosperity. Uh, some other things you have uh, positive results, victory, triumph, uh, the antonym to success is failure. Uh, again, you know, and there's uh, always room for success. There's room for failure. Uh, so, you know, preparation is important. Uh, one of the things I always prided myself in is making sure that, you know, uh, I prepared myself. Uh, so when the opportunity presented itself, I was able to capitalize on the opportunity. Uh, so, again, success and failure it goes back to how you how you plan, how you uh, execute your plan. Uh, so moving on to our next topic, uh, one of the topics I want to touch base on, uh, I kind of want to stay away from it, give it some time. Uh, he, he just passed, uh, but I want to touch on uh, the, the the passing of Young Dolph. Uh, Young Dolph was an African American artist uh, out of Memphis. Uh, 
very independent artists I, I want to add, and that's one of the reasons I'm, I'm highlighting them, uh, because the name of this segment will be, uh, you know, understanding the creative. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, I, I've met a lot of creatives in my time. You know, when you go into these programs or these institutions, these uh, next level institutions, you know, everyone is there and they have a purpose uh, to be something, to accomplish something. Uh, and it really brought me to to do this episode because of a conversation I shared with my niece last night. Uh, she asked a bunch of questions, but some of these topics I had already had, but it was crazy because me and her sat down and had that conversation and it kind of uh, kind of came full circle so I can uh, finish up this episode. But again, getting back to the situation, uh, getting back to the topic at hand, uh, Young Dolph was a 36-year-old African-American uh rap artist out of Memphis who was slain the other day in his community uh, going back uh, getting something to eat from one of his favorite uh, restaurants uh, now just I, I don't want to really touch base on the, the topic uh, of what happened because I don't know the particulars I don't know what happened you know what I'm saying but I do want to touch on the fact that you know the man was slain in his hometown going to get something to eat from one of his favorite restaurants uh, and one of the things, it's, it's a sad situation because, you know, I first, let's give some background on how, you know, of Dolph for me, you know what I'm saying, from my perspective. Again, don't know the man from Adam, uh, never met him, uh, I only listen to his music. Uh, but through his music, you know, you, you understood a lot about him. Uh, independent guy, uh, I first heard him in 2012. Uh, you know, I used to listen to a lot of music, still an avid listener of music. Uh, you know, my parents every morning, uh, we woke up Sunday mornings, we listened to music. Uh, both of my parents, uh, their parents are of island descent. Uh, you know, so the Caribbean culture, the reggae uh, influence was heavy in my, uh, my household. You know, my dad woke up every morning playing reggae, uh, yard work, working. Uh, that was our Sundays. Uh, you know, so we naturally move to rhythms and beats and tempos and, you know, different type of drum patterns, uh, melodies, things of that nature. That's the type of music I've, I've always been drawn to. Uh, but again, you know, I'm a kid of the of the uh, of the late 80s, early 90s, uh, you know, when hip hop was kind of really, you know, kind of growing into its own. Uh, so, you know, I remember my first time uh, listening to uh a rap album, I believe it was the Notorious B.I.G. Life After Death uh, cassette tape. Uh, I remember buying the cassette tape out of a out of a, a gas station in town in Frostproof called Harvey's. Uh, I remember buying the cassette tape and convincing my dad uh, that I wanted a cassette tape. He ended up buying me the cassette tape and a Walkman. Uh, so again, just drawn. I just I think I was just drawn to the uh, the image. That was on the cassette tape. Uh, I was already listening to music. You know, I was one of those kids that was always around music. You know, my sisters listened to music. Uh, my cousins was in music. You know, I looked up to those individuals heavily at the time. So anything they were doing, you know, naturally I was a part of. You know, I was that kid when they was making those jam pony tapes. I was the one pressing stop, record, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Naturally, you know, I got into a freestyling, kicking it with my friends, uh, and things of that nature. 
uh, you know, even in high school, you know, TV production class, we get finished with our work, we go in the booth uh, and record us a song. You know, even in college, we recorded us some songs. So I was always naturally drawn to music. Uh, so, you know, but again, listening to music, you know, 2012, stumbled across uh, Young Dolph. Again, first mixtape, 16 Zips, I believe it was. You know, and that was around the time, you know, I'm, I'm up in college, I'm at Georgia. You know what I'm saying? You know, that was around the time when Gucci was kind of going through it. You know, kind of left a void in, uh, in, the, in the music scene in that area. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and, you know, Dolph stepped right in. You know, when I first heard him, you know, I kind of naturally like, darn, he, that's who he kind of sound like. He kind of, you know, kind of reminded me of a Gucci slash like Young Thug because of how he was built. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, he always maintained his individuality. You know what I'm saying? He always was Dolph. You know what I'm saying? And one thing I always liked about Dolph is, you know, he always picked the best beats. You know what I'm saying? He always picked the best beats. You know what I'm saying? But what he was saying on the beats and how he cut through those beats because of his voice, his delivery. You know what I'm saying? How he, uh, you know what I'm saying? How he flowed on the track. You know what I'm saying? But the biggest component I liked about him was how he told his story. You know what I'm saying? What he was saying. He was actually saying something. He wasn't just talking no uh, no BS. Now, he had his songs where he was. He was just popping, popping his stuff. You know what I'm saying? But for some of his songs, he was actually showing, like, his growth in the music industry. Like, you know what I'm saying? His uh, his rise, his fall. You know what I'm saying? Uh, how people perceived him. You know what I'm saying? And but again, like I said, one thing I was telling people, it was crazy because you know you could tell, you know what I'm saying, the difference between a cat that's really independent, you know what I'm saying, like like he was saying. But the crazy part is, you know, this man he goes back to his hometown and, and loses and loses his life, you know what I'm saying. Unfortunately, you know what I'm saying. But the thing I always liked about him, I really respect about him the most, even even now, you know what I'm saying. But more than then, you know what I'm saying? As I listen to his music, as his growth through his music was that growth. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they say, you know, now that, you know, he did it, he did the right thing. You know what I'm saying? He invested in business, you know what I'm saying? They say, uh, you know, I've been hearing things about, you know, he invested in properties, he uh, bought his kids certain things that would last them to when they got older. So he, he, he took care of it right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, a lot of his interviews, one thing I liked about Dolph, you know what I'm saying? He always showed respect. You know what I'm saying? Even if he was uh, shooting at somebody or beefing, not even shooting, let me not say shooting at somebody. Even if he was beefing with somebody, you know what I'm saying, or had a problem with somebody, he still kind of showed respect. You know what I'm saying? But he just let it be known that, you know what I'm saying, he Dolph. You know what I'm saying? But the crazy, the crazy thing about it, again, 36-year-old, young black male, successful, uh, doing everything right uh, Comes home and he's killed by one of his Very unfortunate You know what I'm saying Very unfortunate But what you can learn from what, what I took from it Was you know what I'm saying The fact that you know he, 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 he did the right thing He knew that you know what I'm saying It was important to invest in his future You know what I'm saying I guarantee you if we revisit this uh, this episode. Let's revisit this episode maybe six months to a year from now and let's see what Dolph music is uh, and his what his legacy is. Um, but, you know, that's just me. Again, that's uh, my, my little spill on, on Dolph. Again, R.I.P. to Dolph. Like I said, they, uh, I seen some of the photos, you know what I'm saying? They did, they did them dirty. 
You know what I'm saying? Did the king dirty. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, they, they, they did him right. They sent him home right. You know what I'm saying? He did what he had to do, and, you know, he was taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Uh, again, like I said, RIP to the king. Uh, but, again, another senseless, uh, another fallen king, you know, is just senseless. Uh, moving on to our next creative. You know what I'm saying? Our next creative, uh, which was Virgil. Okay, Virgil, Virgil, Virgil was another creative uh, that was, uh, you know, brought to my attention by Kanye through uh, through Two Chains. You know, I was really listening to Two Chains a lot back in the day. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I believe Virgil designed the Based on the True Story album cover for Two Chains. Now I'm saying that to say this. You know what I'm saying? We got a cat like Dolph. You know, it's an independent artist out there popping, you know what I'm saying, flashy, you know what I'm saying, doing everything right, you know what I'm saying, get slain, you know, now we got Virgil, you know, Virgil, again, some people may not know who Virgil is, you know what I'm saying, probably don't even know his face, you know what I'm saying, but the fact of the matter is, this man's name, I, well, let me just say this, I got, I, I'm an avid listener to music, I go through my iPod, you know, so I listen to a lot of music. Man, this man had so many references from artists all over the world, different colors, different creeds, uh, just bigging them up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you got Virgil Discount by Two Chains and uh, his crew. You know what I'm saying? You got Virgil by the Migos. You know, you got countless other features and references from Virgil. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm saying that to say this. You know, Virgil was put on by Kanye. Now, Kanye just came on Drink Champs, which is a podcast I listen to uh, and been listening to for a long time and following them, you know what I'm saying, seeing their growth. But again, Kanye was just on the Drink Champs episode and just revealed, you know, he's the biggest. You know, Kanye is a multi-billionaire. You know what I'm saying? Uh, go back and check the episode out, you know what I'm saying? But he dropped a lot of jewels on there. You know what I'm saying? That some of you may not get, but Kanye is another creator. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my boy, uh, GB, uh, Next Phase Athletics, uh, down there with the Bulldogs. You know, me and my dog, we've been listening to Kanye for a long time. I'm talking about late registration, college dropout, uh, all those, uh, Jesus Walks, all that. You know what I'm saying? That's how long we've been listening to Kanye. Uh, but again, I'm saying that Kanye just dropped his nuts, man. Just, Kanye just say, listen. I'm, I'm a multi-billionaire, you know what I'm saying? He was put on by Jay-Z, which Jay-Z is a billionaire. A billionaire, you know? But Kanye is a multi-billionaire. Now, let's get back to Virgil. You know, Virgil, you know, was put on by Kanye. I believe uh, some, of the, uh, some of the accomplishments of this individual, you know, uh, I believe, you know, right now, I'm, I'm I'm trying to remember. I think he's uh he's the ambassador for Louis Vuitton and another fashion house. And if you know anything about fashion, fashion is a very hard industry to get into. Kanye been ranting about it for years, but he's the one the head president or something like that of uh, Off White, I believe, and a couple more uh these brands that he's created. But uh, Kanye put him in place, you know. And with that, you know, he's helped a lot of other artists. Again, he was a content creator at first, you know what I'm saying, for good music, more than likely, you know what I'm saying, being that he's around Kanye. Kanye's label is good music, 
You know, Kanye also did a lot of other things in fashion. But you, if you listen to the Drink Champs interview, you know what I'm saying, you'll understand what I'm trying to say. But what I'm trying to say is, uh, you know, Virgil was another guy, another creator, you know what I'm saying, that created a lot of things. Started small as a content creator. Uh, created a, uh, the album cover for, I believe, 2 Chains, based on the True Story uh, album. Uh, and from there, went on to do a month, a lot of other things. Go do your research. Uh, you know, I like to throw things out there, but I, would, I love for the listeners to go do their own research. Because uh, soon we'll be able to interact with the content. And, you know, we, we get on here and we ain't really talking. You know what I'm saying? Talk about some of these, some of these individuals. So I like highlighting people that are, are doing things that's just like, you know. But what I'm getting back into with this creative thing, uh, you know, Virgil was... I believe, like, in his 40s, early 40s, passed away. I believe they say he was, uh, ba- he had been battling some form of cancer. He had some health issue that, uh, that caused his early demise. Uh, again, young creative. Uh, but I'm saying that, and I'm, I'm highlighting this because of the conversation me and my niece had, uh, you know, about, you know, just being creative, uh, having ideas, uh, but before I get, move on to that point, uh, we're going to finish up with Virgil. You know, Virgil was a young uh, cradle, passed away at uh, a young age of 40. Uh, and I'm saying that to say this, two creators, young black males, one passing away of a senseless crime, uh, and then the other passed away of you know, health issues, you know, me losing my father uh, four years ago now, you know, he passed away with health issues. I'm only bringing it up because, again, you know, check on your people, you know, because, again, like, you know, my father, what, 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 what made it so shocking was, again, you know, he didn't look like he was going to leave this earth. Uh, you know, I remember seeing him smile on his face. I remember him telling him, yeah, y'all go home, get some rest, you know, and all that. You know, all of us remember that smile on his face, you know, and that's the uh, that's the good and the bad part about it. The good part is, you know, we remember him being overjoyed, you know, smiling. Uh, but the bad part about it is, you know, he was gone, you know. So, uh, again, check on your people. You know, again, he was there, you know, smiling. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to just go back through the experience, you know, just to kind of bring the point full circle. Uh, again, again, this is my second time recording this episode. Uh, you know, I kinda, when I think about it, you know what I'm saying, it, it hits me. Uh, it hits me just because of, you know, well, let me finish the episode and I'll make it make sense. But again... You know, he's smiling, and I'll never forget uh, going to work, you know, remembering him, you know, telling us to go to work, you know, I'll be good. You know, my mom has her own experience, but this is my experience. And I remember being at work, receiving a call, you know, a normal call, where you you perceive it to be a normal call, you know, and then you hear, get to the hospital, something's wrong, you know, with, you say with who, you know who it is. You know, with who do you say, you know, your dad, you know, immediately, you know, everything slows down. Well, for me, everything slowed down. 
you know, you ask the question again, you know, the phone hangs up and immediately like it slows down. So I, I, you know, I think at that time, you know, I was thinking that wasn't true. So I was going to receive another call, you know, saying that, you know, it's okay, relax. You know, he's good. He's going to pull through like he always do. You know what I'm saying? And that was our, that was our, my thought, you know what I'm saying? Because he's always pulled through, you know. But I still remember getting on the road, you know. I don't think I drove the speed limit. I drove so slow because I was waiting on that call. I was waiting for somebody to call me and say, you know, he's good. I didn't receive the call. I ended up pulling up to the uh, hospital. By the time I get there, he's gone. You know, and when I say that, you know, that's just, again, it's just, that's that's what you understand, you know. That person's gone. You know, you see the, the physical body there, but they're not there no more. You know what I'm saying? So, it was tough. You know, it was tough. But I'm saying that to say this, you know, having that conversation with my niece about, uh, you know, being a creative, you know, not knowing, not, not, not knowing, uh, you know, what idea to choose, what uh, direction to go, you know, that's the whole thing of a creative. So wrapping it back up with, with Virgil, you know, and Dolph, I don't, I don't think no one could have foreseen those guys. Uh, you know, passing that early. You know what I'm saying? No one, you know, and you know, I'm saying that because it's unfortunate. But being a creative, you know, when you when when you when you live how those guys live, you know, you create what is called a legacy because you know you understand and if you listen to any of those guys interviews uh, and you listen to how they talk, and they talk about things. You know, they 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 understood that uh, they understood the importance of time. You know, hence the name of why the podcast is Quality of Time. They understand the importance of time, and they maximized their time while they was here. They did a lot in 36 years of uh, living. Young Dolph did a lot. You know what I'm saying? In 40 years of living, uh, Virgil did a lot. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of the things that always intrigues me about Tupac. You know, no one can really uh, kind of tell me that Tupac isn't the greatest because, again, man, Tupac, what, Tupac was like 25, man. And some of the things he was talking about and experience, man, listen, let me tell you something. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, it was just, it was more than just beats with Pop. You know what I'm saying? The beats did a justice. But the stuff that Pop was saying and how he was saying it and when he was saying it, it was on time. Um, but moving into the conversation I had with my with, uh, with my niece, uh, it really you know made, had me thinking about our next topic as well too, which is you know the pandemic, you know the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic. You know, and again, you know, I know there's people that, you know, 
done their research, have, have already gotten shot. You know, I've been doing my research as well, too. I'm very uh, informed. You know, I listen to the news, you know, and, you know, again, I'm not here to push an agenda on anyone. You know what I'm saying? But what I will tell you to do is do your research, you know, do your research. Uh, because, again, at the beginning of this pandemic, you know, they talked about herd immunity. They talked about different types of uh, vaccines. Uh, and now there's different strands of the uh, virus that's out there. Uh, and, you know, just me coming of age, you know, me being in my 30s now. Uh, and I tell a lot of my friends, my family, you know, being at this age, you know, you're kind of like not young, but you're not old. You know, you understand the youth. Uh, but you, uh, and you understand the elders as well too. Uh, so you kind of see things at a balanced level and you kind of, uh, become a little more understanding, you know what I'm saying? A little more understanding, not saying that, you know, you know everything, but you know, you, you have a little more patience to where you can understand certain things. So, uh, but getting back to the information, you know, <clears throat> I mean, just be wise. Just be wise and uh, be wise. And again, you know, you got information right here in your hand. Do your research, you know, get out there, uh, talk to people, uh, you know, see how see how they're feeling. Uh, and then and then, you know, make your decision, because, again, you know, bringing up moving into the conversation that me and my niece had just talking about, you know, being creative, having ideas, uh, you know, and and what's the decision what's the uh where do you go you know uh how do you decide you know and this is just you know me coming from you know my experience uh <clears throat> and you know this is how i choose to run some of the things that i'm doing as far as with the uh with the youth and with the athletes as well too uh you know i believe we started our conversation talking about, you know, having an idea, uh, forming an idea. Uh, I believe she asked me uh, what was my favorite subjects in high school uh, were in school period, you know, and I told her, you know, you know, pretty much I was pretty well versed in a lot of them, uh, you know, but math came off easy for me. Uh, I was, but I was more into like science and literature, uh, you know, so, amongst other things but you know again what I told her you know I believe that everyone has you know their own options their own destiny their own faith you know what I'm saying I believe the most high has already decided that for all of us uh, and like I was telling her last night you know I believe how you go about uh, making these decisions in life you know determines uh the level you go I also I'm also of the understanding too you know I was telling her I believe you know all of us have sat in uh, these churches or these institutions uh, for years you know and and learned and studied and uh, got great information from uh, whether it was a pastor uh, whether it was your teacher or whether it was uh, a mentor you know and I feel like now this is uh, a time for us to be creative because uh, again you know just like the sports lands landscape i believe you know 
the world in general, every five to six years, there's a shift. Uh, and if you don't, you don't understand that shift and you're not a student of what's going on in life and you don't understand or you don't have a purpose, you know, you can, you can never really get to that point, you know, but getting to that point is all about understanding, you know, your purpose. But to get to your purpose, I believe you have to have faith. And me getting to, to this age, you know, I'm more stronger in my faith than I ever was. You know, and, uh, but what I've also understand through these years as well, too, is, you know, that is not, that is not my role as of, uh, that is not my role to, uh, to help people interpret their, uh, their faith, you know, now helping you find your purpose is something different. Uh, I believe me and her talked about a lot of different things, you know, about, uh, the idea of, you know, what's uh what's a disorder versus a deficiency. Uh, you know, and again, you know, again, just taking that time out to help these kids break down uh the world that's in front of them is very important because I believe this generation of kids, these generations of this generation of creatives is gonna be uh a generation to take us to the next level. Uh, I I don't believe anyone Well let me say this I believe now in this culture This generation we, uh, We've explored the idea Or we understand that You know certain things aren't crazy It's part of life uh, But in order to understand things You know you would Well and once you understand things You kind of understand that Nothing is out of the norm about it uh, and I'm saying that because me and her were talking again. She's talking about her uh, forming her own ideas, you know, reading content, forming her own ideas, and you know, and you know, kind of uh, delivering that message. How how can she deliver that message to uh, you know her peers, whether it be her peers or the world? Uh, but again, I don't believe anyone told uh, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk that they were crazy. You know, I believe if they did, you know, those guys won't be doing some of the things that they're doing right now. And then that took us into the uh, conversation of us uh, uh, understanding, hey, being from somewhere is just as important to uh, where you're where you're going to go. Uh, you know, letting her understand. I told her a story I read about a young lady that uh, over in another country, I'm not going to name the country because I don't remember but in this country, you know, women weren't allowed to to study, to read, to educate themselves. Uh, but this this group of uh, individuals in this community decided that you know that wasn't the way. You know, they, other areas uh, were educating their women and things of that nature. So what they did was they uh, started educating these young ladies, a group of them, uh, privately. Uh, and, you know, it created uh, a situation. Uh, it created a situation to the point where the young girl was uh, actually assaulted by some kids her age. Uh, but it made the news, and, you know, and I believe that's what's pushing the culture forward now. You know, and I'm saying that also because, again, I talked about uh, Young Dolph. I talked about 
uh, Virgil, uh, and I talked about some more positive things as well too, but getting into some of the other things that, you know, need to be talked about. Uh, again, you know, there was another situation, senseless activity. Uh, young kid, I forget where he was from, you know, comes in uh, with a firearm, uh, comes out the bathroom and starts shooting up, shooting up the school. You know, and, you know, I immediately, once I seen it, you know, and, I, and you know, you start breaking down this information because you're watching the news in the morning. You know, I wake up in the morning, you know, I turn the news on, uh, you know, I get it from my parents. You know, my parents always woke up in the morning. The first thing that was on was the news. You know what I'm saying? So I get up, I, I start watching news, uh, and there's this kid that uh, comes out, shoots up the school, sprays up the school, comes out the bathroom, sprays everything. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say how many kids were hurt, but the fact of the matter is that uh, some of the things that were being said was the, uh, the firearm the kid used was purchased by uh, his parents and no one's talking about the incident the kids not talking and it's unfortunate because think about the kids that were there think about the uh the trauma these kids are gonna uh have to live with uh for the rest of their lives you know seeing their peer uh for some odd reason uh come out of the bathroom and just start shooting up the place uh, you know and i'm i'm only speaking on it because again you know i have a four-year-old son, you know, and I understand that uh, everything that comes on that TV, he has opportunity to see it, you know, he has opportunity to see it, so I've been saying this for a while, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say it's unfortunate, but I'm going to say the reality of it is, you know, you can't hide a lot of things from these kids anymore, you know, it's, it's, it's there, you know. But I believe these kids are very intelligent, very, uh, very dedicated, very purpose driven. Once you give them a purpose, uh, you know, and again, you know, that's something that, again, I believe me and my niece, we sparked the conversation of because, you know, we were talking about, well, she started questioning me. And, you know, it kind of led into one thing, led into another. And we started talking about, you know, I believe it was, yeah, it was sports. We were talking about sports. She just started playing basketball. Uh, yep, she just started playing basketball. And I was telling her, you know, uh, at some point, you know, you, I know you love basketball. I know you're on the fence about it. But, you know, I know you want to go practice. But at some point, you got to go play in the game. <laughs> you know, you can't be scared of the game. You know, there's so many different tempos, you know, there's practice tempo, there's, uh, you know, there's game tempo, there's, uh, you know, there's different tempos, uh, but, you know, you would never know how uh, you're going to react in that situation if you never put yourself in it, you know, so she was really on the fence about, you know, playing ball, you know, and I, I always remind her because I tell her, you know, your, your mom was a hell of an athlete. Uh, your dad was a hell of an athlete. I don't understand why you guys are so nervous when it comes to athletics. You know, I, I understand what it is. Uh, you know, I told I used to tell a lot of my friends in school, <clears throat> in college, you know, down here in Florida, you know, sports is so, so prominent, man. It's like, it's like a, uh, it's like a, I don't want to say a way of life, but it's like a way of passage, you know. So, again... 
a lot of kids down here, uh, it matters to them. You know, whether they say it or whether they don't, it, it matters. Uh, some, again, there's some that enjoy sports. There's some that just like to watch it, and they love the camaraderie of it. They love uh, actually viewing it, but they don't, you know, they're not naturally in it. Now, there's some that may like a certain sport and just, you know, but I, I just feel like everyone down in this area uh, has a uh, passion for sports some way or another, uh, or they're connected to it. Uh, so, you know, and I was saying that, say this, you know, <clears throat> that's one of the things I highlight about sports, you know, not necessarily uh, the, the fame and the notoriety that you can get from it or, you know, the accolades you can get from it. It's the, it's the life skills that you get from it. You know, it's the understanding of, you know, there's only one way to get what you want, you know, and that's going out there and getting it. Uh, going out in there and working for it, you know, amongst other things. But that's some of the things that stuck out to me uh, that kind of sparked uh, the conversation with me and my niece. You know, again, like, it doesn't matter to me if they play, if they ever play any type of sport. You know, I just want to know that they're uh, sane, uh, sane, hardworking individuals, that you know know what they want in life know what they want out of life uh and the same for my son you know if they don't pick up a ball i'm not gonna lie you know what i'm saying i might be a little hurt you know what i'm saying i might be dang man you know what i'm saying but you know at the end of the day just like i did you know i always understood as an athlete you know uh sports weren't meant to be played forever it's impossible for you to play any sport all your life because uh, sports is just that physical. It's that physically demanding. And, uh, you know, the body wears and tears. Eventually it breaks down. And, you know, eventually you go, you have to leave here. Uh, so, but again, sports, to me, I've always said that sports is just a vehicle uh, to get you to the next phase of your, uh, next phase of your life. Now, now, some may play for 30, 40 years. Myself, you know, I'm about, I was about 25, somewhere in there, 25 in already. You know what I'm saying? M majority of my life, I've had already dedicated to sports. You know, so uh, you have to really be, uh, you have to really be dedicated. You have to really be dedicated. You have to really uh, be willing to sacrifice, you know. And again, it's, it's already a, I don't want to call it a market, you know what I'm saying? But sports is everywhere. Sports, uh, you know, it's an unlimited pool of, uh, let's put it like this. It has an unlimited pool of resources. Everyone plays, you know what I'm saying? So... What I'm saying is I don't want to deter any kids away from sports, you know, because I love competition. I believe it teaches competition. I believe it, it, it builds a better, uh, a better person. Uh, not, you know, some people like it because they say it builds, you know, a lot of people get their employees from sports backgrounds because, you know, the skills that come with it, you know. But, uh, you know, I believe sports builds a better person, uh, you know, because, you know, you interact constantly in sports you have to you know you have to 
But again, you know, it builds a better human being. It builds a better person. And, you know, I, I, I believe, you know, again, sports is, again, it's a tool. You know, you and you, once you, but I'll, let me not say it's a tool, but let me say this, you know, and there's some individuals that are uh, overly, you know, passionate about the game. You know, me, myself, you know, out of all of the sports, uh, football was my passion. You know, sports was uh, my hobby. You know, that's what I did. You know, I just love playing sports. You know what I'm saying? My football was my passion. Like, you know, that was my goal. You know, my goal was to make it in football. You know, once I made it in football, it was to do other things. You know what I'm saying? I tell a lot of people there's not an athlete that doesn't uh, have a secondary goal. You know what I'm saying? I hate when people uh, make it seem like athletes just, oh, put all their eggs in one basket, you know, but that's not true. You know, most athletes have a, uh, you know, have an, another option. Uh, so now I'm saying that to say this, you know, once you get to where you are and, uh, you know, sports is your vehicle, you know, make sure that you've uh, gotten everything uh, out of life, you know, that you need to operate. Uh, because again, I believe sports gives you skills. They give you uh, uh, these abilities to uh, to be whatever you uh, choose to be uh, in the professional world. Uh, but you have to apply yourself the same way. You know, I always likened. Uh, well, I ain't gonna say I always likened, but you know, what really opened my vision is when I got to college. You know, and you know, yeah, you know, football players. Like I say, we're normally we're 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 probably the most underpaid athlete ever, ever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, again, we, we get there as athletes, you know, we're putting in a lot of work, you know what I'm saying? We're getting up from 5.30 in the morning, we probably don't get back to the rooms by 11, you know what I'm saying? Uh, not just book work, we're talking about physical work, then book work, then, you know, whatever else, you know what I'm saying? But what brought to my attention, because, you know, I was one of those individuals that, you know, Again, you know, I, I, I hung around with a lot of different groups. I met a lot of different individuals. Uh, I believe, uh, you know, up in, in Athens, you know, I don't want to say we were the first, but I was there when we started creating, the uh, when they created the booger, the black UGA, the Twitter post where, you know, all that council culture, that, uh, you know, stuff like that, that was started to be like research right there on campus. Uh, and, you know, a lot of things were happening on campus at that time, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, that black, but that, that black community, you know, it was created there, you know what I'm saying? I, and I watched it again, you know what I'm saying? I was just a young, young cat from, uh, you know, from Florida, you know, in a new state, you know, kind of just being a fly on the wall, just soaking up game and, and learning. And that was one of the things that, again, brought me to the University of Georgia. You know, it was just a great place of, uh, you know, it was a learning experience. You know, I really grew there as an individual, you know, uh, as a person. You know, uh, again, they had a lot of programs there that helped us. There was a lot of different uh, groups and uh, uh, support groups there as well, too. <clears throat> but it was a great it was a great time. So, you know, I, I, I left there with... Uh, with a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience that uh, I probably wouldn't have got if I never 
Well, I wouldn't say if I, when I le- if I would have left the state of Florida, I would say if if I wouldn't have left the, uh, my hometown. But the point I was getting to was, you know, a lot of those, uh, you know, kids that were there or students that were there in those organizations, they were putting in the same amount of uh, uh, work, you know, as far as book work, uh, uh, actual work work, like going to jobs and working and slaving in the library. So it was the same, uh, it was the same investment in a sense. You know, and then once you, uh, one of the things I ain't gonna say that uh, the George, University of Georgia didn't promote, but it wasn't like they pushed us to do it, was be a part of a, a, a lot of different organizations. That was because, you know, you, again, you came there to be an athlete. They wanted you to be focused on being an athlete. Everything else was secondary. That's how the University of Georgia rolled. You know, so again, uh, but once you broke it down and once you start hanging with those uh, individuals and you get to know them and, you, uh, and uh, you know, you understand some of the things that, you know, some of the sacrifices that they're uh, doing as well, too. And some of the... Uh, some of the situations they're coming from and some of the things that they're putting putting out, you know, it kind of brings everything full circle for you. Uh, you know, and you understand that, you know, no one is, no individual uh, is bigger than, uh, bigger than anyone. You know what I'm saying? You And you, at some point, you know, there's plenty of times that a regular student uh, helped me out, you know, helped me out, whether it be, uh, I remember one time uh, running out of gas, you know, and a regular student uh, just out the blue, just out the blue, bro, out the blue. And, you know, most people say, oh, because you're a football player. But that day I wasn't wearing any football attire. You didn't know who I was. I know this dude didn't know who I was. You know what I'm saying? It was just the fact that, you know, he's seen a young individual college student and uh, he paid it forward. You know what I'm saying? He paid it forward. Uh, amongst a lot of other individuals uh, in my lifetime, you know what I'm saying? But again, uh, I would like to think that, you know, that was because, uh, you know, some of the good karma I put out in the universe. Uh, I believe, you know, uh, the most high sends individuals and opportunities your way constantly. Uh, But it's, it's always about where you are as a person and do you actually see that opportunity as an actual opportunity, you know. And I also believe, you know, uh, once you once you take an opportunity, it puts in uh, in motion other opportunities for other individuals, you know. Uh, again, sometimes some individuals miss their blessing, and sometimes sometimes the blessing is in the curse, and sometimes missing of the blessing doesn't mean. Uh, you know, the blessing wasn't, wasn't uh, particularly for you. It probably meant that you just probably wasn't ready to receive that blessing at that time. But when you're ready for it, uh, you'll see it.